Chentani, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Godfather Part 2 Minute with me, Alex Robinson. And with me, Andy Robinson. And today we're talking about Minute 49 of GF2. Alex, repeat after me, please. Per favore. Por favore. E minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. 49. 49. That's an easy one. That's an easy one, yep. Quarantanove. So next up is the fives. The fifth, right? Fiftieth so, anniversary. Fiftieth yeah. week. <laughs> so we're not quite at a year. It looks like, right? Uh, yeah, not right. quite. Yeah. About to hit a year. So, uh, yeah. Who did you ever think thought we would have made it this far? It is crazy. It did. It does. It did seem to go by fast in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, what but, was what was more likely, us to get to this point in GF two? Or Joey Zaza to survive that horse attack. <laughs> during he's, his... never, he's not surviving that horse attack. <laughs> well, you won't see you won't see Joey no more. <laughs> Speaking of which, I looked up, uh, you know, because whenever I go to look up the minute, it I can choose from GF one or GF two. So GF one, yeah. you want to guess what was going on in this minute? Oh, I forgot. Um, uh, Forty nine. I think Luca Brazzi's dead. I think uh, the. Mm, I think Michael is pushing Don Vito around in the hospital, pushing his bed around, trying oh, to hide him. There is pushing going on in the minute, but not those okay. two characters. All right, it's a uh, Sonny pushing Pete Clemenza around when he comes uh, in and says, "The word on the street is his father's already dead." And yeah, watch your mouth. <laughs> so it's interesting that there are two scenes of someone threatening someone in yeah. minute forty-nine. Uh-huh. Is that scene then before in GF one before the hospital scene? I guess it is, right? I don't yeah. know. Or maybe it started. Remember. It's right around then. Yeah, yeah. A lot of pushing around in this. A lot scene. of shoving. Yeah, of pushing and shoving. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us, give us the summary of the minute. Alex. Well, minute forty nine of Godfather two. Uh, Vato and Jenko go backstage to try to meet Carla, the object of um, the future consigliere's affection. There, they come across a harrowing scene. Don Fanucci, a.k.a. the Black Hand, shaking down the theater owner and holding a knife to the young actress's terrified alabaster face. Mm-hmm. Um, so total, total shakedown. Total shakedown. Um, it's So, it, now we know that the, the actress is the daughter of the mm-hmm. theater owner. Mm-hmm. I assume it's the owner of the theater that yeah, he's shaking down. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Um which totally makes sense because she's not a good actress. So yeah, so you could tell it's just kind of like, oh, is there a part for my daughter? Yeah, you know what I mean. Or <laughs> hey, you know, we need someone to fill in. Or, yeah, exactly. Like, just, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> her part really isn't necessary. I mean, she just comes in yeah. and says a letter from home. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. It could be on the table when he and you could just see it and go a letter from home. You know. Yeah. She's not really necessary. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So that's. Um, I don't think she's the tramp. I know each minute we've asked ourselves that. You don't think she's I the tramp? I don't think she's the tramp that Don Panino references. Huh. You, you think she is? Well, just because she's so like heavily made up. Like, who else is she? I, I keep thinking that's a, the theater thing. That's the actors. 
What do you that's mean? A comp- them being very made up is, yeah. is something that has to do with just the acting profession. It has nothing to do with their characters. Because Don Panino himself is, looks like he's wearing lipstick. But I mean, he's like, but he's wearing all like brown and tan clothes. And she's wearing like oh. satiny purple clothes. And oh. she just looks more colorful and, and yeah. you know. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe you're right. It's, yeah. it's, it's not conclusive because she doesn't seem, like you said, she doesn't seem very again it might just be bad acting on her part that she doesn't seem very trampy she seems yeah. kind of innocent and wide-eyed and you know yeah um, yeah so uh, but that huh. also might be don panino just projecting that on her because he's yeah. resentful of the fact that he's you know yeah maybe that, she's not even there and he's oh, just imagining all this i think it's like a she thinks she's been dead the whole time it's like a sixth sense kind of maybe thing. that's his mama that he's imagining. It's one of those weird. Uh, That's the ghost of of. Uh, <laughs> oh, delivering her her own letter to him, or Don Panino has been dead the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the black hand left. Don't forget, yeah. she's like, ah, I can't follow this. This makes no sense. <laughs> My beak is dry. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So she's got a role in this show. Mm-hmm. And she's being threatened backstage. Getting threatened backstage mm-hmm. by. Well, go well, ahead. Do you have a name of the theater owner? Um, he is just he's listed in IMDb as the impresario. Okay. So um, <laughs> I actually have the actor's name is uh, Ezio. How would you say that? Ezio. Ezio Flagello. F L E G E L L O. Ezio Flagello, and he didn't have too many other film credits, but. An opera singer in his regular life. He had 528 performances at the Metropolitan Opera. Wow. So I wonder if, like, opera fans, when they saw this, they go, that's Enrico Fellaino. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ezio Fagello. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's so great. playing a theater owner, that's funny that he's also, um, you know, yeah. in theater. Yeah, right at home. Yeah. Um, but no, no other information about the character and stuff. Well, so. the character, yeah. the, the very first bit that Jenko and Vito witness mm-hmm. through the doorway is is the theater owner, the impresario, uh-huh. trying to put off Don yeah. Fanucci's like, oh, tomorrow. Come like, back tomorrow. Like, Come back tomorrow. Yeah. And Don Fanucci's like, domani, domani, <laughs> it's always tomorrow with you. <laughs> yeah. And that's when he makes the move and grabs the girl. So is that a sign also that uh, Don Fanucci is kind of a, 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 a weak thing? Because the fact that he has been getting put off, yeah. theoretically he came back yesterday, he mm-hmm. came here yesterday, and the impresario said, oh, come back tomorrow. And then yeah. Don Fanucci's like, okay, I come back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it might be. And it, it, what's cool about this, we talked about it last yeah. week, is there are signs of both, that Don Fanucci is strong, yeah. but that he's weak too. Yeah. And maybe that's maybe that's the subtlety that's great about this these scenes, mm-hmm. is that Don Vito is picking up on both of those. Yeah, that's and true. And that's why he, he realizes there's an opportunity, an angle he can take. Yeah. He's probably thinking, why, why, why wouldn't he have collected yesterday? Like, why tomorrow? <laughs> wait, why does he wait, keep are you trying to tell me you were here yesterday and you didn't collect? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I was so, wondering. So Don, Don yeah. Fanucci told the, impre- the impresario told Don Fanucci to come back. Mm-hmm. Don Fanucci never should have let him get away with that. Yeah. Like Hitler at Munich. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> um, we were all real proud of Don Fanucci. <laughs> <laughs> when he enlisted against the... Uh, nah. 
Well, so that's, that's why he was. Uh, they didn't let him in the army. By the way, his beak was too wet. That's one of the, one of those like five hundred three exemptions. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Doc said I got a wet beak. I can't, I can't serve. Well, him? What a wet beak over there! <laughs> oh, so because clearly Jenko is like, let's get out of here. And yeah. Vito kind of like lingers by the door yeah. a little bit when they're leaving. But it made me wonder, is him saying, let's go, is that his first advice as consigliere? <gasps> He's like, Don, we can't do this. You know, it's not a, this isn't uh, a good time to, uh, you know. <laughs> and which is bad advice. Why? Or I guess it is good advice. Because yeah. if they had gone at that point, it, who knows where it would have gone. Right. Yeah. But overall, I think Jenko is saying, don't mess with Don Fanucci. Yeah. Which is bad advice, which is why Don Vito ends up asking Jenko to be his concierge <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. It's like, you don't give me good advice, so you, you can be my concierge. They oh, should, thank should, you, Don Vito. <laughs> <laughs> they should have had Jenko be like, come on, let's go. There's a good restaurant around the corner. I, gotta, I can get us a reservation there right now. <laughs> you know, because he's always like, you know, taxi. <laughs> Oh, he's all his advice is always like, just yeah. don't get involved, don't don't make a move, yeah. be happy where you are, all the things that don't help him get involved. Well, he might be a good, in a way, it, it, it's kind of like, despite the fact that um, it, it's kind of like a, he's basically being like Tom Hagen. Yeah. He's saying like, we don't want to get into a fight right now, like, let's yeah. let's wait. So it's funny that that uh, Sonny was all like, Papa Jenko. Mm-hmm. Like as if Jenko would have encouraged him to be fighting. Yeah, but clearly we see Jenko here is like uh, you know he's a <laughs> he's a smart man. Yeah, yeah. Pop always said, "Wait till let your friends." No, wait. What does Pop no. say about getting into? Let your concierge tell you where you <laughs> went to go to your car. Pull out your concierge <laughs> and bring the car to you. Yeah. <laughs> your friend never have your friends bring you your car. No. <laughs> um. So yeah, um, and Don Finucci uh, only takes two bills because he yeah. the, the impresario says take all of it, take it all, take yeah. it all, and and Finucci, being a reasonable man, a fair uh-huh. man, only takes two bills. Yeah, I mean, we don't know if they were, yeah, ones, <laughs> tens, twenties, hundreds, you know, fifties yeah. or hundreds, but it's I'm surprised though because I would have thought that a um, theater of this type they mostly would have been. The, the small bills or, or coins bills. you know what i mean like oh, yeah, pennies right, nickels yeah. you know because back then stuff was a lot cheaper so i'm surprised yeah. there are any bills in it yeah good point <laughs> don Fanucci dumps out like a, just a sack <laughs> of coins <laughs> it would seem less impressive if he just took a bunch of coins like four coins out and left like, yeah. that's it? He's fighting over 75 cents yeah <laughs> so um maybe that's what slowed him slows him down all the time <laughs> i mean he's like walking around all the clothes <laughs> ah you always been the coins. You can always hear him coming because it's yeah. uh, the jingle jangle of like so ah. many uh, judges in his pocket. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you're a Marx Brothers fan and, and amateur historian, right, mm-hmm. Alex? That's very true. What was the story with uh, the Marx Brothers getting paid in coins? Wasn't there one uh, I think there was one story where, you know, they were on vaudeville and they were touring and there was some theater owner who owed them a bunch of money. And he gave it to them all. Like he went to the train station and dumped like you know forty dollars worth of pennies on the on the floor. 
oh, and said, here's your pay. You know, and then oh. like, purposely just to make it inconvenient for them, gave it, you know, dumped it on Penny. Oh, so my gosh. I think they got some revenge on him somehow, but I don't remember yeah. the specifics of it. Well, yeah. they did. Be, so there was bad blood between them. The, yes. They, he, the theater owner didn't think he should have paid or right, something. Or, some yeah, disagreement. Like that, yeah. Wow. Huh. When was the yeah. last time you paid with a lot of change? Huh, that's a good question. Yeah, it's hard to remember. I mean, I hardly use cat like I use hardly use cash. Period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, except for certain businesses that only take cash. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a good question. Coins. I mean, yeah. you know, we have a you know we have one of those uh, we have a little piggy bank. We moved mm-hmm. to Portland about six years ago, almost, mm-hmm. and we have this little piggy bank, and we've been putting coins in it. And it's not filled up yet. It's years, six years. We wow. have not. We have not opened it yet. It's getting. Oh it's gosh. getting close to the full to capacity. But, oh, cool. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, that just shows you how little coins we actually wind yeah. up with. Is I that, think there's uh, still a coin shortage too. Is there really? Oh, well, at the, during the beginning of the pandemic, there yeah. was. That's so weird. Which, like, uh, yeah. Why do we even have coins anymore? Just yeah. round it up or down. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of money. Yeah. Uh, I looked up some more information about our old friends, the Black Hand. Oh, cool. So, because we were wondering yeah. what was the difference. Is it an offshoot of the mafia? And that's what Puzo wrote. He wrote that it is, an, it is an offshoot of the mafia. But I yeah. think that's all he writes about the Black Hand. Um, well, the Black Hand is um, an American thing. It wasn't a thing okay. in Sicily. It was, it was started when... Um, Italian immigrants came to America, and their thing was primarily extortion. Mm-hmm. Like, boy, it would sure be obviously as we can see here, it sure would be a bad thing if this happened to your, you know, if something bad happened to your business. Um, and the way they would they would generally convey their threats via letter, really. And the letter would say like, you know, if you don't give us money, and then they would put symbols on the paper to, con- you know, like either a, a skull or a knife with blood dripping out of it, or uh, or stuff like that. And one of the, and they would they would have a black hand was like the 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 thing. And then once newspaper reporters started calling it the black hand because that was like the symbol that oh. they that they thought was the coolest. Uh, what did the symbols represent? I don't just think different. it was any. I don't think it was like oh arson was this. Oh, or okay. the, I think it was just kind of <laughs> yeah. general. Like they're just. Also, I'm surprised because, well, I think they mostly targeted uh, wealthier uh, immigrants. Mm, Obviously, yeah. you know, people who are poor yeah. might not be able to read and also don't have any money anyway. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it makes sense that they would shake down business owners yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But, um, Those were the original emojis. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Arson. Yeah. I like your idea, though, that they should have had a different one for each each type of crime they were going to yeah, do. Yeah, like a knife and a girl's head, you know, yeah. for this one. <laughs> they didn't you get my letter? I sent the letter, but took the yeah. girl head and the knife. <laughs> I wonder if modern criminals are hopefully adapting emojis into their into their uh, crime. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Unhappy face. Uh-huh. The poop, poop emoji. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that, the poop emoji means we're going to leave poop on your front door and, and light the bag <laughs> on fire. Uh, according to Wikipedia, 90% of Italian immigrants at one point were threatened by the black hand. Whoa. Uh, so I guess it wasn't just upper crust people if they were. Yeah. If it was gosh. that. Um, the, this is just in New York? Well, uh, the black hand um, by 1900 uh, had um, 
basically was based in Philly, Chicago, New Orleans, Boston, Detroit, New York City, and Scranton, Pennsylvania? Whoa. Boy, Scranton, how'd you get on that list? Dunder Mifflin, the original Black Hand. Oh, they were the ones who did all the printing of those letters. they made their money in the paper business. Yeah, so their thing was primarily, unlike the Mafia, which... You know, would also deal in in drugs or women or mm. booze. The black hand is strictly extortion. Yeah. Okay. So wow. it seems like it's the mafia does some black hand things, but the black hand does not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because obviously the mafia also extorts people. Yeah. yeah. But the black hand is strictly. Um, yeah. Extortion. And wow, like I'm that. surprised they got so big. Well, I don't because think it was one big organization. I think yeah. it was just like local. Yeah, you know, locals. Did you need crunch. permission to start your own chapter of the I Black Hand? I don't, I don't just, think it was that organized. It was probably they're probably all knockoffs of the original, and they were just benefiting from the reputation of the original Black Hand. That would, or yeah. its reputation would precede it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And probably um, because what the mafia, the the what we think of as the mafia started in like the twenties. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. probably the mafia kind of took over the Black Hand. You know what I mean? Mm, like, you either had to become yeah. part of an organized crime or you yeah. were pushed out because they don't want other people yeah. extorting people on their, you know, yeah. on their turf. So, And these uh, are the early days of New York, too. So it's kind of probably like the Wild West. They're oh, still yeah. like getting yeah. organized. Yeah. It does not seem like a good business model if you're an organized crime to, to just do one activity to... Oh, you to, have to diversify. To, to have a niche. Yeah, you definitely want a variety yeah. of things because... One thing could take out your whole business model. Yeah, right. If if one, yeah, it's it's like investing. You want to have different. You want to have a, a mm-hmm. well rounded portfolio. Diversification. You want to have uh, women. You want to have uh, drugs and uh, saving the gambling for last. <laughs> yeah, but um, drugs. That's a dirty business. <laughs> you know, most people regard women or booze as you know as yeah. harmless vices. Um, wow, when you really look at Michael Corleone's plan, yeah, it really was in a sense, a great business plan because he saw the evolution of them starting out with just the rackets, just the, uh, the gambling. But then he saw it like you eventually have to get into business, into owning things and mm-hmm. yeah, getting into casinos, legal casinos. Right. But yeah. then ultimately getting out of that so you can have like a big international company that is truly diversified. I guess it depends on your... Um Goal, I guess. Yeah, because I think one of the things, like with the Jewish mafia, mm-hmm. that um, uh, they say you don't really the Jewish mafia kind of dispersed because basically all the Jewish gangsters sent their kids to college, and then those kids became lawyers, and then there was no need for the Jewish mafia yeah, anymore. That was the, goal. the Italian mafia, almost like the the not the downfall exactly, but the. They kind of became, they loved the gangster lifestyle. Yeah. So, like, they didn't want to get out of it because they loved yeah. roughing guys up and not having to pay taxes yeah. and, you know, do paperwork. They never evolved. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it did evolve to yeah. some extent, but they never got past that stage of, like, okay. They never got yeah. to the point where you go legit. They, yeah. they just kind of, you know, yeah. kept it going. And now we talked about it. That was Don Vito's. Don Vito Corleone's plan was to get out of this eventually. There wasn't right? enough time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I never wanted this for you. 
so uh, more interesting stuff about the Black Hand. Um, yeah. uh, the tenor Enrico Caruso. Have you heard of him? Uh, famous sounds opera familiar. singer from the early part of the century, okay. early part of the 20th century. Um, he was once extorted by the Black Hand for $2,000. Oh, wow. And um, he paid it. Mm-hmm. And uh, once it went public that he paid it, he uh, he said he got um, stacks and stacks of other threats from for totaling fifteen thousand oh dollars in like <laughs> ransom money they wanted from him because I guess once you get known as someone who pays it, everyone's gonna be like, "Well, let's threaten Caruso. Yeah. He pays." Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh, what year? What year was I did. This? I don't have any information about what year it was. That is crazy. Figure the first quarter of the 20, 20th century. Yeah. So, you can't uh, let them get away with that. You can't once you no. give them. They should have stopped the prick at Munich. <laughs> <laughs> that prick <laughs> Hitler that prick um, yeah so wow. but apparently after that he the, the police got involved and they and they they mm-hmm. stopped a lot of the you know they, they shut yeah. down a lot of those uh, those yeah, operations yeah. but um, wow I guess it's like the easiest it really requires like the least amount of cunning it's just like crude threat you yeah. give me money or I'm gonna beat you up like, yeah. there's no subtlety or there's no bigger plan it's just like the yeah. most basic it's like one step above just robbing so just like beating someone up and taking the money yeah yeah you know what i mean the, the only other part of it is you have to enforce it so when people don't pay or don't pay on time you yeah. then have to yeah. beat people up we never see we never see anyone who's actually the victim of don finucci in the movie who gets the victim of violence yeah i mean the closest we see is poor carla here who gets a knife to her face yeah. but we don't yeah. see we didn't see the the guy who got killed for cut, trying to cut the throat of Don. Yeah. We don't see that, that no, guy. No. Or, that's, uh, <laughs> it would have been great in an alternate universe in, in this very minute. Yeah. You see Don Fanucci holding the knife to the young girl's uh, neck, and all of a sudden you're. Yeah. And Don Fanucci freezes and then slides down dead, and the camera pans over, and it's Don Panino with the prop gun. Well, <laughs> <laughs> his scene just happened to end, and he came out, and he's <laughs> oh yeah, <that laughs> or if he just held the gun up to Fanucci to like oh, let her go, <laughs> even better, and then the camera slowly pans. Out. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, but. We need to wet our beaks. So go to godfatherminute.com slash support and uh, contribute to the show. And you get access to a ton, a ton of additional content, including today's episode. We hear from our Latin scholar, Peter Carucci, who talks about uh, the origin of the word bum, or at least what we think is the origin of the word bum. Yeah. To finally get to the, bo- get to the bottom of yeah. the bum situation. <laughs> no!